Behold the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine. Commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friends. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is Monday, August 14th, 2023 AD. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our special monthly addiction episode. From video games to heroin, addiction can affect anyone. If not directly, then indirectly. If you're an addict and you're listening to this, I have some strong medicine for you this evening. Remember, Everything you do has consequences, not only for you, but for those that you love and love you. Every action you take indirectly affects people who care about you. If you're an alcoholic and your friend has to watch you time after time, get on your motorcycle or get in your car to drive after you've had too many beers and it's not worth the fight anymore and he just lets you go. In reality, that is a selfish act. Your friend will worry, and if he's any kind of friend at all, he will pray that you arrive to your destination safely. Your brothers, your sisters, your parents, all of your friends, your family, your children, grandchildren, these are the people that are in your life. These are the people that care about you, and these are the people you hurt daily, indirectly, by continuing your addiction. A selfish act. The scourge of addiction is all about oneself until the, self, being, the act of being selfish consumes you and you are so wrapped up in your addiction you don't realize you're destroying yourself, hurting others, and your behavior affects other people, creating, creating a problem for them, perhaps ruining their lives along with yours. With us tonight, Ladies and gentlemen, a, a, a bearcat of liberty tearing through the walls of tyranny and also helping us out on our addiction episode, Pat the Plumber. Also with us tonight, ladies and gentlemen, another plumber throwing his, his monkey wrench into, the, into the, the gears of tyranny like a madman. I'm doing this impromptu, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long day. We have Mr. Tom Cooper also with us tonight. Over 20 years of experience in the rehabilitation industry. Uh, and Christ, Christ, who has been with us many times, is a sunshine of liberty and light, blasting through the darkness of lies and disinformation. And also with us tonight, a soul counselor, a very wise lady and learned in many theologies, and host of the Occult Priestess show, and she has another show she's going to announce that she does on the, the Sims. You can watch her build her own cities and tear them down and be her own occult goddess over the cities and reign supreme, Occult Priestess. Thanks, guys, for, uh, for joining me tonight. And, oh, look, it is Mr. Graves is here, too. And the host of Digging with Mr. Graves and co-host of Conspiring with Mr. Cooper, the mastodon of researchers, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Graves has joined us. Guys, good evening and thank you. And uh, thanks for your patience for me stumbling through that absolutely horrible introduction, but impromptu. I thought How it was a lot of fun. Doing? We all appreciated it. 
Cool. I give it a solid seven. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> we got people gathering in the chats already. This is yes, awesome. Yes, I'm drinking them. So, hello, Aaron's Energy. Hello, Ford Jones. Been a while since I've seen y'all. What just happened? How did that just happen? Why did that just happen? Okay, I'm going to get my ugly mug off of here and try to try to do this again. There we go. All right. So, guys, I missed the last show, and I want to apologize to everybody for that because um, I had a power outage here, and it was I just had to get the stream up and running with my phone, and I want to thank everybody here um, for running the show for me while I was gone. Thanks. OP, thanks a lot, too. You were, she was a pinnacle in it, so... Thank you for taking over. And uh, it was actually, I, I rewatched the show and it was amazing. Amazing. So. We missed you. <laughs> I missed the show. Believe me, it was a stressful day. Pat, dude, you brought something up to me on the side that I think a lot of people, whether they know it or not, have an addiction problem. And, you know, and, you know, tell the audience and us what you were uh, talking to me about. Uh, well, uh, my biggest struggle as of late would be nicotine. Um, you know, I'm not going to say that I have beaten uh, other things. Uh, I have triaged them to a to a minute, if not not at all, level. But nicotine has always been uh, has always had a grasp on me. My entire uh, adult life, starting as a juvenile, I've been a I've been a full time smoker for 20 years. Um, you know, and I, I started doing jujitsu about three months ago and, uh, you know, you can learn how to breathe and you can control your breathing to a point and still be a full-time smoker, but you're always going to get gassed at a point. And it's really been frustrating me because it's something that I've always wanted to conquer. Uh, and I've always known inside that, uh, if I could beat this, it would literally be the greatest accomplishment of my life. Uh, you know, cause you can, you can work out and you can, you can do all kinds of everything, but if you're still smoking, you're, you're still making a beeline towards the wrong direction. And it's, you know, at 40 years old, uh, it's something that I would really like to overcome. And I was just curious, uh, I know I'm sitting in a room full of smokers, but, uh, you know, I even tried that, uh, you know, I tried the medical route. I tried Chantix, uh, you know, and you, you're supposed to take. Sorry, I got a cat messing with me. You're supposed to take half of it in the beginning and, you know, kind of taper up to it. Uh, but it just made me completely neurotic. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I tried to do my best and power through it, but had to stop it ultimately because, I mean, it made me a complete wreck. Um, so, you know, I, I've heard uh, one of the guys that I, uh, that I roll with in jiu-jitsu, he's a, a lung surgeon, like world famous lung surgeon and he was saying that well butrin might be another option because no it's, i, it's I, I, I did that don't do that don't do that well that's what i'm so that's what i'm asking dude, is, that uh, that is a psych med oh, that, that, do not mess with that dude, dude that's what they give you in prison dude. brother those are the well butrin is what they give you in no <laughs> well that's what, that's what i wanted to i wanted to i wanted to bring it to the table uh, yeah. What does everybody think? What are your experiences? Uh, what have you heard? Uh, you know, at this, do it, do it. they say it's harder than they say scary, it's harder than heroin to get. To gives kick. you scary I, dreams, you know, dude. Don't do it. That's just that's my take. That's another thing I, that Chantix did. 
You know, hey, hey, I, I love this comment from Four Jones in the chat. Got to make martial arts the habit. It is hard. I quit cigs, but I vape. Still feel a lot better than I did when smoking. And I, I vape too, Four Jones. And uh, I feel a lot better, but I, I don't trust the vape either. I, there's That's polyglycol and all that other stuff going in your lungs. Is there a way for the body to process it? Is what's the half-life inside the body? All those questions come to mind. But I do feel a lot better. I can run further. And, and and without getting winded as soon. Uh, there's this thing on the market called Fume. It's an all-natural thing. I, it's super expensive. That's why I haven't tried it. But I've heard good stuff about it. So What is it, know. Tom? Is it a snuff or a... No, it's like a, uh, it's like a little wood thing. And you pack it with this natural... I don't know what it, exactly what it is. Like some kind of leaves or something tea leaves or something i'm not exactly sure i have to go back and look but and then you just puff on that and that's supposed to help you know it's there's well, some nicotine in it but the, not not as bad as cigarettes that was always my problem with the vape is you know i bought a hundred dollar module and i've tried disposable ones and i just can't get it to hit i just can't get it to hit like a cigarette you know i couldn't get it close enough for it to give me that break you know what i mean it, it just didn't didn't do it and i almost feel like like with everything else that i have uh conquered in my life like it's a at the end of the day it's going to be a mental thing uh you know that obsessive compulsive or even just regular routine of now i'm in the van i can chain smoke till i get to the next job somehow convincing myself to break that habit well nice. A behavioral therapist says you need to replace a bad habit with a good one. And some people say gum, but I don't think that's good for your teeth. Um, but some kind of oral fixation kind of habit. But you were lucky that you got off the Chantrix. That's one of those drugs that makes people sleepwalk and possibly murder their neighbor. And I would say stay away from all pharmaceuticals always and forever. And they found that it's causing cancer. Mm. Not shocked. So you can work through it with your martial art. I think that's what martial arts is all about. 100% is self-control, denial of the animal beast wantings. But I'll let you know that I have been in very high states of consciousness and I've still wanted a cigarette. And my last word on this is my guru, when I said, oh, I should stop smoking, she laughed at me. And she said, are you serious? And I said, yeah, it's not good for me. She's like, oh, really? And she said, you can smoke wherever you want. It, life is hard. Do what you can do, you know? And so she told me that when I was a teenager, and now I have just no problem with it. I actually... Um you know, I smoked cigarettes, regular cigarettes for years and tried quitting, just abstaining. Um, and then I did do the Chantix. And Yikes. I actually, uh, I had weird dreams. I, I didn't have any other issue. I stayed on it for about a year and said, okay, you know, you've never gone a year without a cigarette. So I'm going to go off it. Well, I went off it, and like two days later, I was smoking cigarettes again. So um, how much good that did. But now I am vaping, and one thing I did notice, and I'm sure, you know, there's some bad stuff. Um, but one thing I've noticed is that I'm not 
getting the bronchitis like I did when I smoked regular cigarettes. So for me, there was, I gained, I'm not, I, I must not want to quit that bad. You know, it, I mean, probably in the back of my mind, I'm going, yeah, I want to quit. I do. I know I'd probably feel better, but you know, I can't do it for somebody else. I can't just do it because I, I'm not ready, I guess. And I've been smoking since I was 13. So, and I'm 63 now. So I haven't died yet. <laughs> and it's not funny, but you know, it, it's a tough one. I mean, I've tried everything and, but I do want to say something, Pat, if you, you know, want to, like OP said, there was uh, something I tried years ago is like getting cinnamon toothpicks and like chewing on those, <clears throat> having them on um, that kind of helped, you know, cause it's, you know, an oral, it's hands, it's all that stuff. So you could try that and good luck. Cause it's a hard one. <laughs> well, it's the ritual, you know, and, and I think it was Aaron's energy three, one, three. She, um, I'm not sure if it's a boy or a girl, but they, they, they stated that it, and I don't mean they like that. Is it weird? I feel like smoking is a part of my identity, the rebellious nature. And then, you know what? It's a girl. Okay. So, and that's, that's, that's part of it. Not only that, I, you know, like, like you guys, everybody here has nicotine addiction, right? Yeah. Okay. So like you guys, I've been, since I was 12 years old, we were shoplifting the, the cigarettes out of the party store and smoking them at the park. You know, that's, that's what we did. And I've been smoking ever since. And, but now I vape and I've been on and off the vapes and I did hand rolled cigarettes. So I don't smoke as many because it doesn't taste as good. And I've tried everything, chew, red, red men, tobacco, swallow that shit, got sick, bleh. you know, every, the whole nine yards. And I cannot, I quit hair, not heroin, but eating pills. Okay. So you might as well, you know, so opiates, cocaine, crack cocaine, um, I've quit marijuana several times, you know, or not smoked it as much or whatever. Anything that alcohol I used to drink, I quit all those things. But nicotine is a monkey that's so hard to get off the back. And like you said, Pat, I, I was in Krav Maga for uh, uh, several years, and that's like really cardio-based, and snot would come out of my nose. You know, and I would be like, ah, you know, and, you know, there's a fat so guy bad. next to me, right? And he's, he's – <laughs> And he's uh, he's doing better than I am with his cardio. You know, I'm over there. I'm, I'm red. I'm half die. My eyeballs are falling out. All the snot's coming out of my nose. And you know, you got to keep going. But yeah, it's just like, huh. The tricky thing about nicotine addiction that I've read is that when you haven't had a cigarette for a while, your tongue actually mimics nicotine to make you want or grab to go grab a cigarette so it's like this evil little trick of the body nicotine is such well also nicotine is a goddess i believe as well and we honor her you're not helping us op at all my guru <laughs> says it's okay to smoke Okay. It's, oh, it's it's no, 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 I no, absolutely not. Whatever. If it's a goddess, it's a goddess, but let's, let's just say for the sake of addiction, we're not worshiping the, the nicotine goddess today on the show. Okay. Well, I've also it's not okay to smoke. It gives you, it gives people lung cancer. Well, it, I don't gives, know that for sure. I'm not a doctor. 
it gives people CPL, CLPD. It, it does all, it makes your blood vessels constrict. What I don't do you- know that. I do know that the shot does that, but I, you know, haven't done the kind of study on lung cancer that I have on the COVID jet. I have an idea for you. You should do some studies. So you, so you, but I don't trust anything they say and I'm not going to like cut someone up or anything. <laughs> I would but just how do you trust them. Yeah, it's true. I would just say it sounds like, you know, Patrick is really, he really wants to do this. And I would give it time. Just give it time. Keep doing everything you can to try to, you know, lessen the urge. And I think your um, exercise that you're doing now is probably going to help. You know, don't give up. Just keep, you know, it's funny how we all think that we can quit things like that, you know, like, oh, this is what I want to do. It takes time. And I think you just need to be patient. Just be patient. Keep doing what you're doing to try to quit. That's really all I can offer, you know, as far as nicotine goes, because it's it's hard. It really is. Hey, Tom, I was checking out your uh, the the fume. So what it is, is it's a, a, a cessation, a sister, right? So it's like when you get the urge to hit nicotine, it's got a bunch of herbs in there and you inhale it and it's supposed to like help you not want the nicotine, right? You know, it's kind of like, like the cinnamon stick or something like that to, to Anne's point, but that's, that's what it was. So it's an expensive, uh, an expensive piece of candy in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it is. Right? Real expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Chris, any yeah, thoughts I mean, on, the, on the smoking? How you, Have you ever tried quitting smoking? Not seriously, no. I'm not, you know, I can't say that. I said in the past, oh, yeah, I've tried. I didn't seriously try because I never wanted to stop. Yeah. It's, now it's I want to stop because I can't breathe in general. So, yeah, it just. Now, I, of, oh, I will of, say um, during my pregnancy with my son, Um, I quit the whole time and it wasn't willpower necessarily. I mean, I I was going to quit anyway. I wasn't sure karmically it was correct to be doing any kind of um, recreational things with my body while carrying a child. So um, every time I smell smoke, I threw up. And that was aversion therapy. (laughs) right right i i i know uh, uh a couple uh, but but one stands out because he was an older guy a buddhist monk okay they said when you smoke anybody's smoking they're not in balance there's no balance they're out of balance somewhere so because it's an addiction because you know it hurts your body definitely out of balance and and actually animals will sense that when you're, I've noticed that some smokers, the animals right away, they don't like it. They, unless the animal knows the smoker. If you're a smoker and the animal doesn't know you, he don't trust you. But there's there's a reason for that until he gets to know you, right? I I don't know if that's just coincidence, quinky dink. But I think it's I a just, part of it. I think that's a part of it. You just know you're doing something bad. I don't know that. I do because I'm like, oh, I'm like, all right, hey, well, come fine. on. Caffeine and nicotine. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing some horrible, horrible crap Look, I, in my body. And I, I'm not gonna disagree 100 with OP because 
Now, what if we were smoking a natural tobacco with none of the chemicals on That's it? That's what I do. Your 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 lungs are still going to create mucus because they're protecting themselves from something that's not well, supposed to Well, then why don't it. we get those problems from smoking pot? I quit smoking pot for a while and see what happens. We'll see what you spit Oh, I up. have. So what, what do you I, Well, that's up? the thing, dude, is I never spit anything up, man. I it was just like like normal. Like I you know I, what I mean? I'm basing my opinion on this. I know for a fact that when foreign objects go in your lungs, whether it's uh, pollen, cigarette smoke, pot smoke, hash smoke, whatever Sage. kind of, whatever, anything, right? Your lungs create mucus to protect themselves and the cells within there from, from that foreign object coming and hurting them. So the okay. only thing that belongs in our lungs is air. And, and that's, that's where I get my, you know, thinking from that's, that's just because I know that they're not lying about your lungs producing mucus as an irritant, you know, as a defense against an irritant. So that's why I, 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 I just don't, I, I got to argue that one. So, but I'm done now. We can move on to something else if you guys want. Or I think it's a great conversation, but where I go with addiction is my life has become unmanageable. That's where I'm like, okay, that's something you need to address. That's an addiction. Um, but for Pat, I think it's awesome and yay. And I'm going to cheer you on. And if you let me and if you let all of us, I'm sure we will pray for you. I think that's pretty powerful. I just want to beat it. I don't want to be a slave to anything. Uh, and I feel like, uh, I, I mean, again, aside from uh, monetary uh, issues, uh, I feel like a slave to cigarettes. Uh, you know, and I don't, I don't want to be that. I want to, in my mind, whether it's good or bad, whether it's, you know, in my mind, it feels like a hindrance in more ways than one. Uh, and I would like to overcome that. Uh, so I'm just, uh, that's all. I'm just putting it out there for, you know, ideas and stuff. You could do it, dude. Mind over matter. Yes, you can, dude. You got the, you're an ass kicker, bro. Yeah. You're like a hurricane in a bottle. You're, you know, I know you can do it. And that's, you know, kind of like tonight, I, I'm I, I'm going to be a little bit of devil's advocate on, on, on the addiction side. And the ladies are probably going to get angry with me. But yeah, there's a, there's a point where you are, you have to look inside yourself and say, wow, this is disgusting. Okay. I'm just going to use words that are not pretty. Okay. I'm a disgusting person. I'm destroying other people. Right. And, and look in the mirror and be disgusted. And, and then you, you, I can't hear you OP. I'm muted. I'm listening. Thank okay. you. <laughs> and you have to be strong to quit what you're doing. If you're, if you're not, if you don't have a certain strength inside of you, and I, I hope I'm wrong about this, but I notice the people who don't get away from it, how come all, could the program be so shitty, the AA program and the NA program, and it's only 10% success rate? Could it be that or could it be there's more people who don't have the constitution of character that it takes to actually realize you have an addiction, be tough enough to go through the horror of, of a physical withdrawal, a mental withdrawal, the time and the patience of a year or two of feeling like a normal human being again after something that traumatic, that long of an addiction or whatever it is you're going through. You got to have the fortitude to do that. Is it just that these people don't have that fortitude? 
And if you're watching this and you don't think you do, you do. That's what <laughs> pisses me off. It's an excuse you're being lazy. You don't want to change. You want to stay that way. Because I believe that I really want to believe that people have it in them to do it. And I'm going to shut up. That's okay. You know, it, there are people like that. They they just don't want to. But I also want to go back to what you said about the 10%. I mean, there might be people, there might be more than that. I mean, that's what is reported. But not everybody reports, you know, like when they, they take those surveys, not everybody reports that, you know, on it. So there could be more. But I, you know, I agree. I mean, I worked with some people who went through my program like so many times, did well, and just before they were like gonna transition back into the community, they would use. So, you know, and then they'd be back through the whole program again, you know. So <clears throat> as far as, you know, I do believe that there's just people who, you know, can say, oh, I wanna quit, but they really don't. Um, they go through what they have to, maybe because of legal issues or, um, you know, their families on them for it or whatever. But, you know, I agree with you to some degree, AT. Um, you know, there's some people who just don't want to. And, you know, abstinence from anything is difficult, but I've seen, it you know, I've seen people do it. I've seen people just go abstinent and, you know, talk about how hard it is, do everything they can to, you know, work through it however that might be for them. So, and I kind of am a person, like if you're going to quit something, you just have to abstain. You can't like, you know, like patches for smoking and, you know, all those kinds of things. I think is that's bogus, really. It's I don't like think. like dragging it out. Yeah, I, you know, and they don't, of course, you know, they're always pushing the patches and this and that. You know, they, if you keep introducing something to your body, you're going to continue to crave it. You know what I mean? So, I mean, nobody wants you to really quit smoking or quit drinking, right? They have all these substitutes that still put it in your body. So for me, if you're going to quit something, this is just how I feel about it. You just got to abstain from it. You can't introduce it in little you know, little increments throughout the day. You just got to put it back. And I'm not saying that's going to be easy. And I'm not saying that you won't pick up. And I'm going to use cigarettes, for example. It doesn't mean you're not going to, you know, break down after two days and smoke, but you went two days, you know, and you just keep, keep trying. And that's the same with, to me, with drugs and alcohol as well. So that's just my opinion. That was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. I bet you we all want to smoke right now. <laughs> so, 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 Tom, am I being too rough on people? Tom, you're you you are you have one of the one of your skills, brother, and that what people can learn from you when they get to know you is your skill of mercy, dude, and your skill of putting yourself and empathizing with other people. Am I being too hard? No, dude. When when people are addicted to stuff, they have to be talked to in a stern way. You know what I mean? So being stern isn't, I don't think you're, I think you're being stern. You know, you're explaining yourself. You're not yelling or screaming, but you're saying, Hey, you know, this is, this is the way it is. Uh, you know, like, dude, I, I never went through a, I, I, when I was uh, in junior high, I got busted at school for smoking pot. They made me go to uh, AA meetings or NA meetings, but like, dude, 
I was, I was like 16 years old. You know what I mean? And these people are in the room and they're like, yeah, man, I was getting a case of beer and a gram of Coke and an ounce of weed. And I'm like, whoa, dude, I'm just smoking a joint. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, being 16 years old with these older folks in there, you know, telling their stories, I was like, dude, I, I don't need to come to this shit no more. So I quit going. Um, and later on in life, I, I just, I, I went cold Turkey. You know what I mean? I just quit. Um, and that's the only way it works. You just I didn't quit. Use the program or anything either. I just, I, quit. you know, so, um, people use the program. I, I w I'm not going to say it's a crutch, you know what I mean? But, uh, if that's what helps them get through, through the addiction, more power to them, you know? Um, me, I think the I, reason I, <clears throat> that the program is like it's in depth, and I think the goal of the program is to confront your shadow self. And if you go cold turkey and it, thank God it works, you still haven't necessarily confronted a shadow self within. Well, yeah, the addiction is a symptom of something else gone gone awry. I believe. I, I believe the addiction is a symptom of something else, Chris. What, what what do you think, man? About about you got to kind of be tough. You got to. It's something that takes a lot of fortitude. Yeah, no, I I think uh, to be honest with you, I think uh, part of it is don't tell anyone you're going to quit something. Just do it on your own because you're you're just setting yourself up for disaster and uh, a crushing blow later on if you do relapse. You know, and then uh, nine times out of ten, you're probably not going to try quitting again. You know, because you're going to be like, oh, you're going to be so hard on yourself that, oh, I wasn't able to keep with the program or whatever it was. I wasn't able to keep putting those patches on my shoulder to quit smoking. Just, you know, people that I know that were able to quit things, they didn't tell anybody. And you kind of noticed it after a while. It's like, oh, wow, they're not smoking. They're not drinking anymore. But they didn't like they didn't um, feel the need to broadcast it to everybody. It was a personal thing. Right. And I think yeah. maybe I can't say from experience, but I think there's something to it, you know? So. Gotcha. Well, yeah, because you, you need to prove it to yourself. If they're announcing, first of all, are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it for the right reasons when you start announcing things? Right. right. You know, who? it's not about any, you know, it's a problem you have, not, you know, some, something else that you want to show everybody. Oh, look, I can do this. So the mind frame is gone. <laughs> right from the gate when you do it like that i yeah that's and i'll be i'll be honest a lot of it has to do with the ritual too just yes. driving to go get a yeah. pack of smokes or going to get some booze it's a ritual just like everything else like people are doing cocaine they're going to going to cop right and it's like they have this whole oh, ritual dude, yeah oh yeah. it's from what it's a ritual dude to to the god of destruction whatever just pick the name any name you want and it from beginning to end to the way you chop okay. up the, everything. <laughs> Thank you, Opie. I knew you'd come up with a good god of destruction for us. Oh, well, by the way, part of and, the is the ritual. Yes, it is. It's very ritualistic. Anne and Chris, this this one is for you guys. You guys are turning it up. Tom, you get nothing. I'm just teasing, Tom. All you guys. Thank you. You guys are tearing it up. I appreciate it. This is a this is a good a good one tonight. Um, you know, an, another thing for me is is I, I again I always go back to this with with seriousness about the addiction. 
we are so far unplugged on how we are supposed to be living that in my mind, we have these, again, I never, I've never been able to talk about the surrogate activities. We come up with surrogate activities. We're supposed to be running around doing other things to fulfill our lives, to fulfill our mental process, our physical process. And without those things in your life, you're not going to be able to stay away from that deviant behavior of addiction, in my humble opinion. And somehow you have to do it. It might be karate, right? It might be reading or researching. It might be plumbing. It might be a lot of different, you know, a hobby that somebody has. It might be, you know, a lot of different things, but we, you got to find something to plug and something healthy to satisfy yourself to, to, you need to exhaust your body in a good way and exhaust your mind in a good way. Cause that's what I think a lot of people are chasing. That's the hole, one of the holes that we have, not to mention all the other complications from postmodern living. <clears throat> Just remember caffeine is another big one that people don't, they don't, take into account because a lot of them depend on that for when they go to work or whatever caffeine it's just like nicotine just as addictive and can be very destructive as well that's a no-go for me we are not getting rid of the great god of caffeine just putting it out there <laughs> i drink decaf coffee and i don't know the difference except for it doesn't stress out my adrenal glands i don't know if i could convince myself that that's true <laughs> What does nicotine do to your adrenal glands, OP? I don't know. Whoa, you don't know, but it's all, you know, guys, like it does the same thing coffee does. You know how I know that? Because I'm scared of Alzheimer's disease. So I've researched coffee and nicotine's effect on the brain and other things. And that's that's actually caffeine and nicotine are supposed if people who do a lot of that don't get the Alzheimer's as much. But is it the nicotine or is it all the other shit that's in regular That's my cigarettes? point. And that's the same with the coffee, the way it's processed, you know, it, with the chemicals and stuff. So well, nicotine is yeah. a stimulant, guys. Nicotine yes. is a stimulant. Yeah. So it does the same thing a caffeine would do. Your adrenal glands are going to release a certain amount. Mm -hmm. Sure. Patrick, I just want to say this to Patrick. I used to drink coffee all day long when I was really young. Now, I drink like one cup a day now. And that wasn't because I tried or it just like after a while, I have my morning cup of coffee and that's all I need. I mean, rare occasions I'll have coffee if I have dinner with friends or something, but it just kind of faded for me. So, you know, if you're thinking, <laughs> you think that you'll always drink all that, your body also starts going Oh, I drink two cups of coffee and I feel a little nauseous. And especially in hot weather, like down here in Florida, it one cup of coffee is all I can handle. I don't know if it's from the heat or what, but anyways, you might be, you know, oh, I'll never give up coffee. But as you age, you might, <laughs> you might cut back a little bit. I, don't I decided know. for whatever reason, when my daughter went to college uh, last year, so she was a freshman, I decided, I saw this really crazy video about this dude who drank a, like, regular construction worker dude, drank a couple of Red Bulls a day, and dude was dead at, like, 50 or 55, and they found a whole bunch of crap in his veins. Whether it was a spook story or not, I, I decided to quit drinking Red Bull, and I didn't think I could do that either. And then uh, my daughter's a sophomore now. It's been a whole year, and I haven't had a single one. 
because I was some things I've I've been able to just be done with, uh, while other things not so much. Well, when I worked in the program, we actually stopped the clients um, drinking Red Bull because we found out that it does they that it causes kidney damage, and you know you have people already kind of jittery from trying to quit and stuff. So we actually said, you know, you're not allowed to have Red Bull. People were drinking like 10, 10 of them a day. And it was like, what you oh, yeah, say? you get a lit. Well, yeah. When you, if That's I like a bag have, of like, methamphetamine right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If, if I, if I don't have any coffee for like my car. Co- okay. I drink coffee first thing in the morning. Two o'clock espresso time, right? I'm having espresso. If I don't have it at two o'clock and I'm able to get it at like three, when I drink it, I can feel it like a buzz. I can, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, more, I'm elated actually for a couple of minutes. Like, aha, <laughs> like almost very similar to a mild amphetamine buzz, like a, a mild cocaine buzz. That's just for a little while. Not exactly the same, but very, very similar. You no, know? but I've had caffeine withdrawals before and they suck. Yes. A real bad headaches. Yes. Headaches and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So are you drinking the caffeine for energy? The coffee for energy? Is that? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Look, dude, I'll, I I can fix your problem right now. What's up? You start taking cordyceps mushrooms, dude. You won't want to You won't want to drink another Red Bull okay, or, or caffeine. Dude, Is I have a half clean? a cup of coffee in the morning. And half a cup of coffee when I get home from work, and that's it. Is is it like clean, Tom, or does it make you? Jealous? Yes, sir, dude. No, it doesn't give you. It's dude. I'm I'm telling you, brother. This is excuse my language. The shit. No, you can. I yeah, take them yeah. every day, brother. And I have here. the good. energy. My energy level is always right there. You know what I'm saying? Nice. And I'm not jittery. I don't feel like I'm tweaking out or nothing, dude. It's I'm telling you, they work. No, but Tom, also, we got to remember that sugar is a big addiction, too. Sugar. Mm-hmm. Well, I use, I use honey. I use honey in my coffee. Guilty as, so. guilty as hell. Right, but I'm just saying, like, our, the population in general, nicotine, caffeine, and sugar. Yeah. Well, the sugar's in everything. That's Absolutely what I'm saying, everything. yeah. And well, that doesn't help. The crack of sugar, high, 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 high fructose corn syrup. It's the crack cocaine of sugar. OP. Mm-hmm. You have some really good people in this chat here, and they've made some really good comments. If you want to pick out a couple of them and shout out to everybody. Well, Go ahead, I, uh, AT. Enjoy. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's your <laughs> chat, but okay. I mean, I like Aaron's energy. 313 says, I mean, life is hard. The fact that we all, we are, we're all here aware and able to discuss this topic is huge. Be kind to yourselves. That was a really good one. Um, I like what you had to say in there. You don't like it, how we can't do this or do that. And it's dictated by companies. And, um, what else do we have here? Legality plays a part too, knowing there is an immediate repercussion. You can make change your mind, convincing yourself. It's going to have immediate repercussions can help move you. Yeah. Criminal threat, the threat of criminal, uh, uh, you know, prosecution and punishment has helped a lot of people for sure. And then over here in, the TNP chat. We've got JB Morrison. What's up, dude? Thanks for viewing. And we have number six, and we have uh, Audi MMR. And then in my chat, we got Rhonda. What is going on, Rhonda? We got Brian Taylor. We got Audi Modern Metro Radio there again. Check out his Modern Metro Radio station. It's pretty cool. 
and we got the real Jason Barker. So thanks for viewing, guys. And uh, so who said something in here? It was um, it was uh, I think Audi said said it. NA's challenge for addicts is how legal consequences make it hard for them to resume a normal life. Background checks prevent good jobs and housing, so addicts give up. That is a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, definitely. Nothing that the legal system does helps people who have been in prison or, you know, I mean, you're just held back, you know, or let's take, you know, dad's car because he's not being able to pay uh, child support, right? So let's take his car away from him. Then he can't get to his job, so he can't pay. You know, it's it's similar to to somebody who's uh, been addictive and trying to get their their lives back on track. Um, a lot of times, you know, oh, you have a felony, and they do have like programs that work with felons to try to get them jobs. They have a lot of those programs, but uh, oftentimes people are just employers are just like, eh, I don't want to risk it. So, you know, it's, it's hard, hard on people, even when they're really trying hard to get their life back. Nothing is set up to help people, really. Yeah. No, no. The whole world, I mean, outside of what we're talking about, and let me, let me know what you guys think about this. The whole world is, guys, I'm not trying to be hard. You have to look out for yourself. No one is looking out for you. You have to do everything yourself. If you want to if you want to improve yourself, you got to do it yourself. You want to quit doing drugs, you got to do it yourself. You want to eat healthy, you want to live healthy, you want to learn martial arts, you want to learn how to be a plumber, you want to learn how to be a master researcher, you want to learn how to be a drug rehabilitation counselor or a occult priestess soul soul counselor. You got to do it yourself. You can't no, nobody's going to go out there and do it for you. Nobody's going to go out there and get it for you. You know, and that, that, if you have that attitude, you got to get rid of it. Just like the whole white hat thing. There's no white hats coming to save us. We got to do it on our own. Right. Same idea. Yeah. Yeah, do for yourself. Some people can, some people can't. That's it. You know, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go have a cigarette. <laughs> Kidding. But I will be right back. <laughs> okay. We're going to go do two shots. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. But, yeah. People you know, I, they don't have any for Jones, says in her chat, actually, in OP's chat. What were you going to say, Ann? I am sorry. And, and for Jones agrees with you, Ann, they get discouraged 100%, she says. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's just anything that you're trying to accomplish, you just have to be patient and keep trying. And, like, don't beat yourself up when you fail for – a minute, you know, or even if, if it takes you a while to get back on track, you know, I, I think people who are really trying also are really hard on themselves. And I think, you know, you have to have some patience and realize, you know, I've been doing this, whatever behavior for a very long time, it's going to take me time to, you know, work it out and, and no longer have that issue, you know, so whether it's quitting, drinking, smoking, using, you know, you just have to be patient, be kind to yourself. Know that every little bit you do is like a success, really. And it's better in your life, right? And can I ask you something? Mm -hmm. 
what's the um <clears throat> how do i word this you know they say it takes like a certain amount of time to break a habit a bad habit mm -hmm. is it like a, like a 30 day thing or 60 day thing oh you, you know would talking about the amount of days that it takes to to turn back a bad habit i think it's a very short time i can't remember i want to say i want to say like 10 days but okay. I don't know that exactly. I think it's 10 days. If you're replace, replacing a bad habit with a good habit, it yeah. only takes like 10 days, I think. Okay. All if right. I remember correctly. Yeah, because I didn't know if it was a couple of weeks or something, but it could be just 10 days, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, you just have to keep trying. Well, I started like doing um, some Tai Chi stuff. I actually took Tai Chi when I was younger earned a patch and all that. And, you know, I got away from it and it's kind of hard for me because I'm disabled. So I'm doing some of the minor things and, you know, like I'm psyched because I'm actually doing, doing them at this age um, initially, you know, to get started. And it was just because um, you know, I'm older. I don't have a lot of friends here and I like need to do something positive for myself. So I started doing that and I'm really enjoying it. So it took, you know, a few days to get in the routine of things. Now I'm like, once you do that, it's, it's funny. You don't want to miss it. You know, like, oh, I've got to do these 10 exercises today. Same with walking. You walk every day, just at a like regular pace. And before you know it, if you do it every day, you don't want to miss it, you know, and, and you, you, miss it, you, you don't feel right. 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 Yeah. And you feel the energy, you start to feel energetic. You can see where it's really helping even just a basic walk, you know? So yeah, it's just, you know, taking time, forcing yourself on those days. Uh, I don't really want to, once you do, you're like, yeah, I did it, you know, and I didn't even want to do it. So I think it's, you know, you just got to keep pushing forward. Yeah. That was awesome. Nice. Yeah. And I, I am addicted to walking and hiking every day. I do it twice a day. If I miss it, I get upset. If I know I'm going to miss it, I am not in a good mood that day. Don't you dare interfere with my walk. <laughs> but what have I done? Is, is that another addiction? Have I traded one thing for the other? And if I have, I think it's a positive thing. That's Absolutely. So now let's talk about pot. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Okay. Let's get an example. I got two meth heads and a crackhead, right? And Walk they go to the, the bar. bar. <laughs> right. And this guy goes up to him and says, hey, you couple of meth heads and your crackhead, we, why, why don't you try this weed out, man? This is way better. And all of a sudden, the, meth, the two meth heads and the crackhead, they discover marijuana. All of a sudden, they, they, they don't. They don't want maybe they 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 exchange the two. They're not doing math or crack anymore. These guys now they're smoking the weed, right? Now the weed isn't as expensive or as crazy. The addiction isn't as crazy. They notice they're not doing things like you know taking copper to the scrapyard that they found in the backyard, maybe or you know maybe maybe they're not you know maybe looking through somebody's purse or doing whatever nefarious horrible thing that they were doing to get their money, right? And, and they can work. And they can function in society with everybody else now. But they do smoke pot. And they call that the lesser harm effect. We have not really gotten into that too much. We mentioned it, I think, in one show. What do you think of that? I, I think if I could get a heroin addict off of heroin and put him on marijuana 
and he's a marijuana addict now, that's way better for the heroin addict. I just my opinion. And it's well, probably that's how I that's how I stopped doing meth. Smoked a lot of it made me sleep, dude. So it's good for ADHD. Uh when you're gonna things. help you sleep in this society, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like pills, you know. Right. I'm not sure pot's addictive. I am honest with myself at all times, and I am not going to lie to myself and tell myself that pot's not addictive, and I'm not going to lie to myself and tell myself I am not addicted to pot because I can't sleep without it. So that is an addiction. That's I've, I am probably mentally and physically addicted to pot. For me, I'm just being honest with myself. Well, when I went up to Colorado, dude, I was doing about 150 milligrams a day of THC before I went to bed. So that would consist of a full candy of 100 milligrams and then 50 milligrams of RSO, Rick Simpson oil. Well, dude, when I went to uh, Colorado, I couldn't afford that stuff anymore because it was so expensive there, right? And I had a, I had a, I had a cut way down on the RSO. The, the, the edible wasn't that wasn't that bad, but the RSO, yeah, dude, I, I probably didn't sleep for about three weeks. So not not a good sleep, you know what I mean? Where I was so, knocked so out. Tom, so Tom, do you consider pot an addiction? Mm, if you're honest about it? Yeah, but a good addiction. You know what I mean? Like uh I don't I'm gonna uh, I, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go rob some my neighbor's house so I can go buy me a bag of weed. Well, you know not with saying? that attitude. Like I would. Yeah. Hey, dude. I mean, well, I used to rob people on a daily basis to get my methamphetamine. You know what I mean? Twelve o'clock came around. That's when Tom went to work. That's right. You know. I think Bob Saget had the best theory on marijuana, uh, but I, I would call it the lesser. The lesser of two evils, uh, the lesser of a bunch of evils that I can actually point to that benefits me. I, you know, I just smoke paper jays. I, I don't, I don't get into anything else. Uh, and it helps with my ADD and it helps slow my brain down so that I can work the critical path that's in front of me, as opposed to being sporadic and starting and stopping and starting and stopping and not being able to complete something. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest, I, uh, I'm an alcoholic, but, but pot helps me, uh, you know, helps me get through my day to day. Is it still an addiction? Of course. Am I an asshole if I happen to run out of pot? Probably, uh, you know, but, uh, I think it kind of levels me out to be honest with you and everything that I've got to keep up with and think of and, you know, from, you know, everything from A to Z, uh, it helps me out that way. And like I said, uh, I'm not stealing from Home Depot for that. I'm not uh, pawning my kids' stuff for that. I'm not, uh, you know, spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on that. Uh, you know, it's just, it's almost a medication to me. You know, I don't, uh, to me, it's a medication. I'm just going to say, I'm not mad at you for stealing from Home Depot, though, Pat. <laughs> they can afford it. Can I tell you the flip what side? What was that, OP? That children are on marijuana. Their parents give it to them. It helps with seizures, ADHD. I've always, as a Native American, I've always seen it as medicine. 
and nicotine is also a medicine for me personally. It helps keep icky spirits away from me. <laughs> well, it's better than what they were giving us in the 80s. You know, uh, I came up in the you're in a special ed class because you can't pay attention. Let's give them Ritalin. And, you know, my mom tells a story. The first time I took Ritalin, I was underneath the table tweaking out poking people. You know, uh, yeah, all of that stuff was bad for me. And I got into, you know, and more of an adult life because, you know, all of that Ritalin and Adderall did the exact opposite for me. Uh, you know, They're if creating I used it to get high, I would... addiction. Yeah. And children. Yeah. yeah. Chris, brother, what, what did you have to say, brother? No, just uh, on the plus side of the, the whole pot thing, there's quite a few uh, creative people, creative types that uh, have been able to utilize marijuana in a positive way and actually a productive way. You know, certain people like Kevin Smith and, you know, whether you like him or not, Joe Rogan. I mean, people can be productive on marijuana. You know, I usually not, don't I'm hear that other side of all. it, you know. You're talking to somebody who made a living off of that for many yes. years. You know, you're, you're talking to somebody, you want to ask a pot question? You want to know something about marijuana? Ask me, I'll answer it. And I'll give you a real good answer. That's, you know, that's Veritas. I am not saying that, but I'm just saying I don't lie to myself. And I know that I'm addicted to marijuana. And I, yes, I use it for sleeping as a medicine. That is a medicinal use. Uh, I have arthritis all over the place, you know, from what I yeah. do. I could be on Vicodin and I could go to the doctor or be on, I don't think they make Vicodin anymore from what I understand, but I could be on pain pills and I could be on opiates again. And that's how I was on opiates. Okay. But uh, you know, I get the addiction in my mind is a lot better to be on pot than it is to be on any of these other things, you know, even alcoholism, you know, if that's how you're going to look at it. I mean, and then you have people who, you know, I, we have some people in the chat are saying, you know, that anything that alters the mind and you're, you know, is a sin and that's not good. That's a way of viewing things. I understand that. But then, I, I, you know, you better not eat anything because anytime you eat anything, your brain chemistry changes. Your mind is altered. Dopamine is released. So all these drugs do. I think there's sometimes I think in the communities that are ultra conservative, there is a, a, a lack of knowledge and understanding on how the body actually works with nature. And I think that what happens is that they, they confuse things with the devil's weed and alcohol, alcohol use is bad. Cocaine, it, coca plant in and of itself is not a bad way to stimulate yourself. If you take a cocoa leaf and a, a hazelnut leaf and a wall or a walnut leaf and you chew on it, it's no different than, you know, I mean, everything you do release and all these drugs do when they get into you, any one of them is they go inside your body and make your body release chemicals that are already there okay that's they're all receptors you have cannabinoid receptors you have all kinds of different amphetamine receptors you have all kinds of different receptors for food okay that's a, one of the reasons dopamine releases so you want to go get food again so you survive it's it's part of the way the body works so i you know there's medicine in everything and then there's excess of everything and and ex and doing anything in excess is is going to cause damage not only to your body your mind and even your soul right because if you act if you do something anything is even religion can be done in excess in my opinion so what do you guys moderation and all just, excess and none <laughs> no i just want to throw it out there just that 
pot marijuana gets demonized way too much and it's not that horrible and you look at the alternatives you know like you look at it like even alcohol like you don't hear about someone smoking a joint and then beating their wife their wife or whatever or getting in the car and killing a family of five you know i mean and you can't die from marijuana withdrawal, but you can die from alcohol withdrawal, believe it or not. And most people who like end up, say, in a, a detox um, at the hospital, they'll give them Valium because if they don't have that drink, their central nervous system shuts down. So that's the only drug actually alcohol is the only one you can die from withdrawal. Now you could die from overdose with other drugs, but you can't die from withdrawing from them. So alcohol is really probably the most poison that, that you could consume. So they, I, they use that during the lockdown too, for justification for having the liquor stores open too. You remember yeah. that? Because yeah. Caesars and yeah, um, Aaron's Energy three one three would like to add, and I, and I agree with her on this one. I th I think you'll remember this too, Anne. Is that benzos? Ben ben benzo benzo say it for me, someone benzodipine. Up, 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 Benny in the Jets. <laughs> um, but you can like um Valium or uh or or Klodipin or Xanax can kill you. Is that is that right? From withdrawing from them. Yeah. Yes. You probably end up, yeah, having to like have, you know, small amounts of volume to decrease, you know, each day. You can't just cold turkey. So I cold turkey Klodipin after using it for five and a half years. I did not sleep for 17 days. And I remember I was walking my dogs in the woods, of course, and we don't have wolves, wolves. And I'm seeing wolves whole pack of wolves and i was like i need to sleep and guess what i i wasn't even thinking all the all the things i have in my brain i tried valerian root i tried all the all the herbal remedies to, to try to sleep i and it's smoking weed nope no sleep and the thing that worked was marijuana edibles candy bars I remember breaking the little Hershey's into pieces and eating them. And that's how I could go to sleep. And that, that was a horrendous experience, not sleeping for that long. It was, I might've got maybe an hour of sleep a night, you know, not, not full sleep. Quitting that's opiates was, uh, was the worst experience of my life. Uh, you know, you go through opiate withdrawal, you, you want to peel your face off. Uh, it's, a uh, it's a deeply physical, um, you know, it's a deeply physical detox. Sure. And, you know, and, and I, I've heard stories of people just completely losing it, trying to withdraw from opiates. That's why the Sacklers were so evil in what they did and what the pharmaceutical companies are so bad in what they did is because they addicted a generation of people on pain pills who were just trying to, you know, alleviate a little bit of pain or, you know, maybe get through the day or their back hurt or whatever. And that now you're, you're stuck on this. You're, you're stuck on yeah. it like white on rice. You know, you can't quit because you stop, you get sick, period. Yeah, and I hated that. Know, yeah, That was the hardest thing I ever had to quit. You get sick from withdrawal from a lot of things and you feel like you're going to die. I mean, I uh, did, um, uh, I worked in the emergency rooms and people on heroin would come in, hurt and, you know, 
really, really bad. And some of them, like once they got feeling better, they would leave and continue using, which I saw that a lot. I mean, some of the withdrawals are horrible. Don't get me wrong. I, I didn't mean to sound like um, the other drugs, yeah. you know, aren't yeah. hard. Oh, no. Yeah. No, that's another thing I want to talk about on the shows. There's a thing called Suboxone and Suboxone and Subitrax and all that stuff. And I believe that the doctors are misprescribing it. You got, I got my buddy that, who's been on Suboxone. That can be addictive too, years. right? That can be addictive too. You're going to Suboxone? Yeah. You're going to be yeah. on somebody's juice, whether it's the pills or whether it's Suboxone or whether it's methadone. They want you on someone's juice and that's all replacement shit you know what i mean uh you switch one for the other they never go to the oh shit oh shit tom i'm so sorry you're gone and now you're back and you're sitting in the back rooms he's just sitting there (laughs) i'm like (laughs) i lost my net for a second dude sorry no worries that's all right (laughs) and what were you saying (laughs) I, I was just saying that, you know, for anything, they never get to the root of the problem. They always just want to give you a Band-Aid of some sort, you know? I mean, I've had that experience with stuff throughout my whole life with doctors, and it just makes me aggravated. I won't even go now because no matter what it is, it's like, okay, how can I prevent this? What can I do um, to feel better? Um, what can I personally do? Don't just say, oh, here's a script for whatever, you know? They don't even, like try to get to the root of the problem for anything is so frustrating. I just, I, I'm so anti-medical at this point in time in my life. It's like, nope, I'll just figure it out. I'll try to do everything I can to feel better. And the heck with, you know, even bothering with them. It's just maddening. And, you know, they should be catching people in early age when, you know, they're supposed to go for physicals. Why aren't they talking about nutrition and this and, you know, exercise? So it prevents some of the things that we get as we age. You know, nope, they won't do that. You know, it it's just so frustrating. They need to they go away. They want us to be healthy. No, we're not gonna let we're trying not to. We're trying to We got a question for you on air from Aaron's energy. Uh can I ask Pat, did you quit opiates cold turkey? No. You use Suboxone like I did. I used to box on, Me too. but it was very expensive because uh, I've been self-employed for almost 10 years. Uh, I don't have any, didn't have any insurance at the time. And I had to pay for everything out of pocket. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it was a good investment. But then I realized three months later that I was increasing my Suboxone milligrams uh, just to get high. <laughs> uh, no, you know, the Suboxone, I... I knew it was up with it, bro. I, you know, again, I studied the shit because I was trying to get off the pills, right? And I'm like, this is no good. And actually, my pot doctor said you should be on this stuff for like three days, and that was way before I wanted to quit. So I just got some off the street. It was eight bucks for a pill. I cut that thing in four pieces, and I took it for three days, and that was it. Actually, I was able to quit the Suboxone, not cold turkey, but I was able to taper off of it. Nice, nice. That takes some because, strength. Because opiates, 
quitting opiates cold turkey wasn't an option for me. I was scared of it. I'm not afraid of a lot of things, but withdrawal, I was scared of withdrawal. That's uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the that's the worst thing about opiates is you're and you know what? That's what made me want to quit was all this conspiracy stuff, OP, right? I realized that if everything could shut down in two seconds, right? And I wouldn't be able to get any pills. And how am I going to protect my son, you know, and the people that I love and do what I need to do in chaos if I'm bogue? We call it bogue when you're sick, when you're withdrawn. How am I going to do that when I'm when I'm withdrawing from opiates? That's why I was like, I got to quit this shit. It was another it was just another one of those things that I wanted to personally beat. Uh, And, you know, outside of smoking, that that was that was a very hard battle as well. Uh, you know, they make these drugs so addictive, you know, and all, you know, it doesn't matter what the drug is, you're going to build tolerance to it. I don't care whether it's an ADD medication or a psych medication or Valium or whatever, you're going to build a tolerance to it. You're going to have to take more to get the same effect. And, you know, it's all, it's all pacification, you know, unless, you know, unless you really have a health problem and your knees exploded or something like that. Uh, the last couple of times that I've been hurt, uh, I, I refuse to take pain pills. I won't ever touch them again. If Advil can't cure it, I don't know what I'll do, but, uh, I will never willingly take, uh, opiates ever again. No, neither will I. Nope. Um, we're getting kind of long in the tooth. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, I would like to uh, thank Aaron's energy. She said respect to both. uh, I believe you and I, and and everybody on here, I'm sure too, uh, for quitting, you know, the opiates like that. Um, And then she also goes on to say for most, it isn't an option to quit cold Turkey. I want to, uh, before we go, I just want to give everybody props in the chats and on the TMP platform, we got six and JB Morrison, especially there, you know, those guys are really cool guys. Ha! I got you, JB. Anyways, it's an inside joke. Um, and then we got over here in my uh, in the Tigers' den, we got Rhonda, Rhonda Tate, Jason Barker, Brian Taylor. We got um, who else? Audi MMRI, and I think that's it in there. And then over on o- OPs, very active and insightful. Both chats were active and insightful. Great comments in there. We got Joy Jolt four four or Joy Jolt forty four. We got four Jones, and we got Aaron's Energy three one three. There's another name in there that um I seen. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? We gotta get uh, Joy Jolt is our friend Claire Bear. We just love her. Claire Bear, what's happening? Yep, 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 yep. I see, uh, and we have Manor Ray of Hope twenty three. I like that name. Good names over here in uh, in OP's viewing audience. Very good names. So closing from everybody, I just. Uh, I just want to say, I, you know, I'm not picking on pot. If you, if you're, if you're taking care of your family and you're doing what you do, the postmodern world is insane, right? And I'm not picking on anybody. Um, just always try to improve yourself. You know what you have to do if you're being honest with yourself and you're looking inside yourself. What you need to do to improve yourself, and don't let anybody tell you, okay, no matter who you are or where you come from, that you can't do that because you can. You have the power in you. You have to find it. Don't let anybody do your thinking for you, you know, but it's important. Look inside yourself and assess who you are. And when you do that, every decision you make will be, will come from that well of knowledge of yourself. And you won't have a lot of regrets. You won't have a lot of things that make you feel bad about yourself. You're not that bad. Everybody just take a good look.
Pat, we're going to go all the way down. Pat, last final thoughts. Um, I guess my final thought would be you're stronger than you think you are. Uh, if I can beat things, anyone can. Um, I, but it has to happen here. Uh, you know, you, you can't listen to the world. You can't listen to the people that say you're not shit. You can't any of that stuff. It all starts in your own head. And if you, if you can't conquer and get on top of your, your own malice, uh, your chances are much less that you'll you'll beat these things because they're like I said they're not. We all know uh, they're not they're not easy simplistic things. These are hardcore drugs, whether we believe it or not, that were created to pacify us and to get us hooked into some other system. Um, so you can do it. That's my final thought. Op. Hello, I am Occult Priestess, and you can find me at occultpriestess.com. You can find me on Rockfin, and of course, YouTube. Hey, everybody, thanks for coming out tonight. Really appreciate you. We do this once a month. And if you're struggling with addiction, please come to me. I can help you. I've been through this. Um, but also, you're struggling against time. I think addiction is a time and patience thing. If you can get through it like one second at a time with what Aaron's energy had said, the positive voice in your head, the loving voice telling you, you can do this. So you definitely want that coach in your head and we can help you develop that. Thank you guys. I love you all. Thanks for being here. Nice. Uh, I, I don't really have much of an ending or whatever. You know what I mean? Just, just try to be nice to yourself, man. And then you'll start to be nice to other people and, you know, and hopefully that it, it just opens up more avenues for happiness for you or, or whatever you're looking for. So that was excellent. An excellent ending. Mr. Well, Grave. <laughs> yeah. What Tom said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Graves, tell the people where they can find you, please. Well, I can be found on Twitter and with uh, Mr. Cooper every Saturday night at 8 p.m. And uh, I think I can be found in uh, the Tigers Den, I think, coming up. Yeah, me and Mr. Graves have a Unabomber special that we're, we're putting nice. together for everybody. Yeah, it's Mr. Ted Kaczynski, crazy or not. Here we <laughs> ready or not, here we come. Chris, thanks, man. <laughs> and... Final thoughts? Yeah, just, I, I guess, be kind. Uh, be patient with yourself. You know, wake up every day and just do a little something different. And um, I appreciate all of you. And thank you for having me on here. Nice, nice. Everybody, um, I am Angry Tiger. You can find me on the Tiger's Den Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, this was kind of a special addiction episode. We, we wanted to do it on Monday this this month, but it, we do have one every month. You can also find me on the Tiger and Snake Financial Report, 4 p.m. Eastern time every Friday. I do a weekly financial wrap-up. And uh, you can find me on all TNP platforms, the new prisoner. you got to check those guys out. And um, other than that, all the panel, I wanted to do this for the panel, you know, definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for viewing, everybody. Thank you very much for viewing. And I just want to let everybody know that time is your most valuable commodity. Try not to waste it.
cherish it. Spend it with someone you love, doing something you love, improving yourself, preferably all three of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for viewing, and until we meet again. Your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely until we meet again.